the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Well, what fabulous episodes we've had. I hope you're all sleeping well because we've been learning how to sleep better. We've talked about burnout, the different types of rest. I feel like I had permission to watch the sunset last night. Uh, We have Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith with us today. She's an MD over 20 years of care and practice and she has she's the CEO of Restore Asis. It's a professional development agency that is dedicated to restoring well-being in the workplace. She's been a TEDx speaker. She's been on uh, Fox Fast Company, CNN, Health, <laughs> Psychology Today. Welcome, welcome back to the show. We are so privileged to have you today. Thank you. I'm I'm excited and I want to talk today. I have a, a few uh, questions for you and the main one is really um, help us to understand. You wrote a book that talks about living free um, and the lies that women believe. What, what what are you what are you talking about in this book? I mean, how do we believe lies, and what are some of those lies? Yeah, so the book is "Set Free to Live Free: Breaking Through the Seven Lies Women Tell Themselves," and these are some of the things that I've noticed in myself and in my work with with women. I work. I, I tend to work primarily with women who are either authors, speakers, or coaches or entrepreneurs within my, my work. And what I find is that there are some repetitive behaviors that we and self-talk that we have that keeps us from really experiencing the fullness of what God has for us. And so it includes things like perfection and envy and image. It includes things like our, our need for control, balance how we view emotions, Mm. and getting past some of those areas so that we open ourselves up to experience really what God says we can have in his word. Well, when I look at you, I'm so impressed. I mean, you're... You're an MD over 20 years. You, you've been on all of these incredible, you know, television shows, and you've written books. What what lie would could you have possibly believed about yourself? <laughs> the, the very first one, all of them. So I wish I could say I could write a book without actually experiencing it. That tends to not be how God does it in my life. But I believed all of them at some point in time. And the very first one was that perfection was the goal. For the longest time, if I couldn't do it, to what I felt like a level was a level of perfection, I would just not. I would just cut back out and say, okay, well, somebody else is doing this so much more excellent than I am, so I'm just not going to even try, not realizing that the, the beauty of diversity and the beauty of how God uses his people is that it shouldn't look exactly like mm-hmm. someone else does mm-hmm. it. It should have a, a, its own flavor, so to speak, to it that's unique and specific for you. And so when you say that something like I want it to be perfect, when you're talking <laughs> about maybe a project or something that you're doing, you're actually shooting for a goal that's impossible. Because what I think is perfect 
is not what you think is perfect and what is not what the next person thinks is perfect. So you're shooting at a, at a target that is consistently moving because no one has actually defined it. Perfection doesn't exist. And so it's one of those things that I had to, to really get kind of switch my perspective that yeah. I am perfectly imperfect, <laughs> that, that, I, that I will never be perfect and that is perfectly okay with God because that was never his intent. Oh, that's so beautiful. The only perfect one, I guess, was Jesus. <laughs> Other than that, you know, we can set ourselves free from that. What about envy? Uh, I think, isn't there so much comparison going on all of the time? We we envy what we wish we could be or, or what we see others doing. Yeah, I, I found that for myself. One of the things I can, that, I, that I said often is, well, I'd be happy, too, if I had her life, if I had this break, and if I had that happen to me. And really allowing comparison to make me feel inferior, to make to, to allow it to make me feel like I was less than. Because whenever you compare yourself to anyone, there has to be a winner and a loser. There has to be a hierarchy that goes into place. And so the transition that I had to make in my mind is that was too unique for comparison. Mm. But you can't compare two things that are so – it'd be like comparing apples to oranges. You, you can't compare them because they're not even the same thing. And so I had to understand that each of us is just like that apple and orange. We're so unique and on how God wants to use us and what God wants to do with our lives, our experiences, everything that makes us who we are. It can't be compared to someone else. You have to consume it in its individuality. I, I look at, at people's lives as if they're works of art. And the splash of life that he put in you is different from the splash of color and life that he put in me. Even if we have similar experiences, they're not exactly the same. So how I interpret it may not be how you interpret it. And so one of the areas where I, I really struggled with this was when I was being called to, to speak. It's not something I felt comfortable in. Hmm. I had a lot of insecurity in the beginning anyway, mm-hmm. just because I, I'm looking and, and, and appreciating other great speakers. I'm looking at Priscilla Shire, and I'm looking yeah, at sure. Moore, and I'm looking at you know all these people, and I'm like, oh, I, I can't do it like that. And I really had to get to a place where I understood that I'm not supposed to do it like that. I'm supposed to do it my way. And as the more authentic I can be in doing it the way God created me to do it, the more impact it has, the more freedom there is, and the, and the more he's able to use what he's placed inside of me. Oh, I think that's so beautiful. I, I really try to pass on to women that if they could see how he has so perfectly created them for a unique call and a, and a specific plan for even within the season that they're in, and just have a confidence in that, that he loves them they're, they're perfectly made, and, yeah, I, that is so good. It's so important for all of us just to keep reminding ourselves, stay stay on what he has put in your heart and, and your gifting and your callings. That's so great. Uh, I kind of want to shift gears here and talk about you say that pain must be a part of any healing journey. We have about four minutes left. What What do you mean by that? Why does pain have to be a part of a healing journey? Yeah, that's, that's from my book, Come Empty, Pour Out Life's Hurt, Receive God's Healing Love. That book was written out of my relationship, my initial relationship coming into um, understanding who God is. My, my 
back history is that my mother died soon after childbirth. So I went into my relationship with God from a place that I did not trust him from the very start. Mm. Because as a child, it's like, okay, this was the one, you know, one of the two people I really felt I was needed for life. And and you didn't sustain that for, for that period. And so I think for each of us, we have to understand that regardless of whatever injuries, whether they are physical injuries or soul wounds that we've experienced from life and from our experiences, that to heal from them, we have to understand that the Band-Aid has to be ripped off and there has to be a deeper exploration of the pain. Mm. And just as a, as a physician, if someone has a physical wound, like an actual wound, mm-hmm. and they come in and they're like, hey, it's it's scabbed over. It's good. You know, you don't need to get anything with it. What we do in the natural is we actually we take off the scab and see what's underneath. Because hmm. sometimes what's underneath is all, you know, to, to not get disgusting, no, is all fair. purulent and and, mm-hmm. and festering, and you know, it's not healthy tissue. Mm. And to be able to get to the healthy tissue, what we do is we start cutting off the tissue that no longer is serving purpose. We start cutting off the dead debris tissue, and the way you know you've gotten to the the healthy tissue is the pain returns. Mm. The dead tissue has no feeling. The tissue that has life has feeling. Mm. And so some of us, we have, even on our emotional wounds and spiritual wounds and soul wounds, we have dead debris tissue so that we hardened our hearts in a way that we don't allow people or even God to get in there to do the healing. And what has to happen is we have to cut off that non-living, non-vital aspect of it so that we get to the place where it hurts again so he can heal it. Oh, I love that. Do you just do that by sharing it with him through prayer? So many different ways. Sometimes it's sharing it with him. Sometimes it's sharing it with others. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's beneficial to to have things like support groups and Bible study groups where you're going into specific topics. There's healing that happens sometimes in community, just knowing you're not the only one who's experiencing it. So I feel like his ways of healing are, are very different for each person, no different than with, than with physical bodies. You know, one person gets a miraculous healing and they don't have to take medicine. The other person has to go through the full chemo. They mm. both get healed. I know that. How he <laughs> does it is his choice. Oh, he's sovereign. I think that's so good. I guess you have to get in and get that infection out and let him heal the wound. And, and sometimes you do. You just have to speak it out to both God and friends uh, or to someone that's a trusted uh, person that can actually help you process it. Yeah, and sometimes even because even when you're just writing it down, I feel like one of the areas that we didn't get a chance to talk about was emotional and social uh, rest, and both of those are areas where you can heal some of these pains. Emotional rest can be done when you even just journaling it, having a place where you can be just authentic about what you're feeling, and then that social rest, having those people in your life that yeah. are life-giving, that, you're, that are safe places where you can express what you're feeling and know that they're going to be there to support you. Oh, that is so important. Well, thank you today, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. You have been a joy. Go to restquiz.com or what about I choose my bestlife.com to learn more. 
You have been listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson. This is a place where we simply be, simply be with God. And that's what we've done the past few episodes. That's what we're doing today. Go get some rest. You've been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.